0: Hello like our earth is our earth is screaming she's like in pain right each of us we're all in pain everybody's doing jobs that they don't love everybody's like trying to achieve some sort of achievement level status that's not even helped the, the people who reach, achieve those levels are not even happy so obviously cat videos are gonna be some sort of release you know? we need some sort of like find place the to hum- come out.
1: find the humor in the situation Hi I'm Maria otherwise known as the fit foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I wanna welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me and let's squeeze the joy out of this life because you only get one. Can I get a fork, yeah? Indy was drowning. The son of Indian immigrants, he was used to performing at a pretty high level. You know, straight A's in school, quick to learn, easy to adapt, likable, until he hit medical school. And that's where he contracted a chronic illness from the stress and hectic lifestyle that was affecting his digestion and really crippling his ability to thrive. He turned to alcohol, prescription medication, and pot, and was on the true path to self-destruction until the wisdom of an Indian elder interceded. And that was the start of his path back to joy. Finding health and happiness through Ayurveda, meditation, yoga, and selfless service is something that Indy believes can change the world. In this episode, he'll share what led him to the path of new awakenings and how he uses it to guide others to discover that formula of happiness. From schools to Fortune 500 corporations to the San Francisco Police Department, and he'll also share the three essential steps that you can take today to start feeling more of that joy. Let's listen. Andy. Hello. So nice to meet you and nice to have you on. Thanks,
0: I'm excited.
1: So so give me a little background because when I found out a little bit about your story, I mean, you were going down a completely different career path than the zen guy that i see in front of me right now <laughs> can you kind of just share with us where were you in your headspace and what made you turn the corner
0: uh i was uh, so now i'm zen and before i was nez i guess that was backwards <laughs> you know um Kind you of know, something uh, like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I've reincarnated several times in this life. Um, it's been interesting. You know, some people reincarnate over multiple lives. In this very life, I've been a doctor. I've worked on Wall Street. I've worked in the entertainment industry. I've been a teacher in the education uh, industry. do they call
1: um, that just like rebranding yourself like Madonna? You know, she's <laughs> had a lot of different phases in her life too. And
0: And I feel like, I I don't know, I feel for myself, I can't speak for anybody else, but when I was little, people would ask me what I wanted to be. And, you know, I'm an Indian kid, straight A's, immigrant kid, you know, super high achieving kid. And I would say I want to be an inventor. I used to read books by Leonardo da Vinci and read books about Tesla and all. Uh, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm fist bumping you right now because you we sound like we have the same
0: immigrant story. <laughs> and my, my uncles and aunts would be like, what, an inventor? How much money does that make a year? <laughs> I know, why don't you want to be a doctor or,
1: or an engineer? That's what my parents would have said. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I actually
0: ended up, you know, eventually as I got older, I kind of fell into that that mold, right? Like, of, okay, I got to be a doctor. I've got straight A's, all right, I'm doing well you know, biology major in college, all right, I'm going to go ahead and go to med school. But while I was in med, even before med school, when I was an undergrad, I came down with a chronic illness, a chronic GI illness. And I went through several different diagnoses, um, you know, going from Crohn's disease to uh um, to uh, ulcerative colitis, to, okay, we don't know what it is. Um, and that was while I was an undergrad. And then I carried that into grad school, I mean, into medical school.
1: What were and, your symptoms like? What were you feeling that made you know, wow, some, this is just not right. Something's wrong. You know, I didn't even
0: think that something was wrong. I thought this is what I'm going to ha- be dealing with my whole life. You know, mm. like, that's what I was told. It was like, oh, well, this is, you're dealing with it. And it was like, it was really unfortunate because my whole life up until there is pretty healthy. You know, I played sports, I was very active. I, I was, you know, really busy with myself. Um, but I guess the, the stress and the pressure and all these things kind of built up. And I think also I started drinking alcohol in college, hmm. which I didn't drink in high school. And I, the alcohol probably played a factor, too. And I didn't think about taking things out. Like, there was really no education. Even when I went to medical school, my first few years in medical school, never did we have to, like, treat ourselves. Like, we okay. never hold, sit down. Hold the phone for a second,
1: because I... I am always so fascinated by this because I really, for at one point in my life, thought that I would be a, a brain surgeon. That was really wow. what I wanted to do. Absolutely. Wow. I, I wrote a dissertation about it when I was in elementary school and told everybody that my parents knew. And really? um, And the medical field has always intrigued me, but I hear this time and time again. How is it that we don't in in med school, you don't learn about nutrition and taking care of yourself mm. proactively.
0: No, it's it's almost it's 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 incredibly interesting, right? Because I mean, I, I'm going to reference Ayurveda because you know what what saved me and what changed my life was Ayurveda, and when I went to go study Ayurveda. For the first six months we had to work on ourselves we had to like look at our diets we had to observe our sleep cycle we had to observe our behavior with if we wanted to, if we had to change certain things in our diet to see how that would affect our behavior and our thinking and our sleeping right and in medical school there's like not just do we not like look into nutrition i mean yeah there's a class on nutrition but there is no like scientific inquiry right there's no scientific method there's one class on nutrition in med school yeah one class one class wow and, and, and then, by the way, that's one class of memorization. It's not like inquiry. It's Practical not, or it, applied nutrition or anything No, and like and, and, you know, I, I like science. Like, I'm, I've always been like a scientist my whole life, even when I was a little kid, right? I mean, the best scientists are kids. And when I was like growing up, I was like thinking, oh, medical school, you're going to be a scientist. You're going to be solving problems. You're going to be doing all this stuff. You know, when I got there, there was no scientific method. You know, mm. there was no opportunity to ask questions. Like When I raised my hand to ask questions, I would get in trouble in med school.
1: And, and so you shifted. So kind of just bring us up to speed. So you went to med school and you practiced medicine. When did you so
0: know? I didn't, I didn't finish. I actually oh, you I didn't burned finish. out. Yeah. No, okay. I, I burned out. Actually, yeah. I actually, I had to drop out. I um, There was actually a deep, dark abyss that happened. Um, I my, you know, my chronic illness kept getting worse. Um, and I was getting more and more frustrated with the system. Um, and there was a point where... I remember one doctor told me that they might have to remove a piece of my intestines. And that was kind of the tipping point. I, <laughs> I just fell apart. I started, I went down, I just started trying to kill myself. I started drinking alcohol, no. um, t- popping Vicodin cause I had access to it. And um, I started uh, uh, smoking a lot of pot and I just dropped out. Like one day I stopped going and I just like, never went back and I never followed through. And, my family like fell apart you know you're talking about immigrant families I'm mean, yeah like, what the heck is going on they put it, yeah. all
1: those eggs in that basket for you uh, right?
0: exactly you know and and they worked their butt off you know they weren't like middle class or upper class they we're like lower class lower lower middle class and um I kind of I, I felt like a failure and I was trying to kill myself and it was a, a my mom introduced me to a, a teacher from India a yoga I mean a meditation teacher he was visiting from India and that that man changed my life he just have you been
1: exposed to any of that growing up just being of an Indian heritage like yoga or ayurveda or anything like that was that part of your upbringing or was this new
0: No Indians are weird we don't like most Indians don't practice any mm. yoga or meditation I mean we have religion like I'm Sikh you know with the beards and the turbans you know kundalini whatever but like we didn't practice it in a in a you know like we didn't practice it it was like more like cultural Hmm. you know than like a practice that, and,
1: that uh, Americans and other cultures have embraced the lifestyle around it um so much you know
0: so much in fact I, I used to be embarrassed by my culture and then now it's like everybody's like wearing turbans and like I mean you're cool <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got hair in their buns and I'm like wait that, hey look I, good I good got a that. bun
1: right here, uh, right we've, here. Been
0: do- we've been doing that for thousands of years you know oh. it's like it's not a it's not a hipster thing it's a it's a thing Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, um, so when I let, you know, when I dropped out, uh, it was really tough. Um, but it was also an opportunity for me to really fall on my face, to really fall into that deep, dark abyss. And when I came out of it, I was like, I'm like, I was like F medical, the medical system, I'm going to like find out what else is out there. And Mm. that's what like really started my journey. I mean, that changed everything in my life because I was open, you know, I was open. So
1: it's interesting because I think there are a lot of stories like yours where people are in a deep dark space there are they are hurting and that's where they find light um but that tipping point for you came out of um it sounds like a really bleak period of darkness did you was there ever a point where you just felt like this is it this is my destiny and I'm not coming out of it and I'm just you know it is what it is I'm just going to drink myself and smoke myself into oblivion.
0: Yeah. And I, I was popping Vicodin. So I knew what I was doing with drinking alcohol and popping Vicodin. Like I, I, I'd studied, you know, what happens to your liver and I knew what was happening. So I, I was definitely consciously killing myself. Um, uh-huh. But at the same time, at the same time, something in me, right. There was like this, like click, this glitch or whatever that was, I was, I was downloading, I was pirating, don't tell anybody. I was pirating a lot of movies, you know, all the movies that were coming out at that time and just watching all these movies all day long. I just like locked myself in the room and just watched movies. My, my girlfriend that time broke up with me, which added, you know, added salt to the wound, you know, because she was really sad and frustrated about what was going on with me. And I just like locked myself and I watched movies. But here's the thing, while I was doing all that, killing myself, I was also like subconsciously downloading all these stories and, like, connecting to mythology. And I don't – I recognize it now that those stories kept me alive, like, watching those mm. movies and watching those things. Because it, it it gave me a frame of mind that I can create my own story. Like, mm. I can be the – I can be my own story. I don't have to, like, be a victim. So of- there,
1: was, there was a glimmer of hope, and then your mom came along and, and connected you with this – um, you know, person from the old country who introduced some concepts to you. What happened then? Did you start practicing Ayurveda? And maybe you can explain a little bit what Ayurveda is for everybody
0: listening. Well, I guess first I'd started practicing Kundalini properly, you know, like, and not like Western appropriated Kundalini, but like the, the guy who came, he came from India. He was a turban Sikh man and he taught me a meditation. I always knew, like I always knew this meditation, but I'd never like practice it in that way. And he like, gave me a, couple of instructions that kind of like tweaked me. It was like a tune, right? And so I started what was it? like?
1: What, what? How would you instruct us based on what he instructed you? Uh, um, is it that simple or is it that hard? It,
0: it is actually that simple. He said, anytime I'm feeling anxious, anytime I'm feeling like I'm not in, in the right place or things are not aligned, he said, just start repeating this mantra. And so it's a mantra. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's called the Mu mantra. It's from a, a philosopher from the 1500s named Guru Nanak. And so I started repeating that mantra. Like anytime I felt anxious, whatever, I started repeating it. What and was the mantra? Mu mantra? It's you want me to repeat it? Yeah. <laughs> it goes Ekonkar Satnam Kartapurik Nirbo Nirvar Akal Murit Ajuni Sepang Gur Prasad Jup Odd Such Jugad Such Happy Such Nanak Hosi
1: Beautiful. Now, can you translate? What does it
0: mean? <laughs> it means, um, uh, it means that there's one vibration. It's moving through all things. It's it's it can't be ever explained. Um, that vibration is was always the truth. Is the truth now. Will always be the truth. And to always act without fear, without hate, um, because that truth is within you.
1: Hmm. Beautiful.
0: Yep um and so it really resonated with me um and i started practicing it right away at cold turkey i went off the vicodin which is like crazy when you talk about really you know things like that like i just used that meditation to kind of curb my appetite for even like my depression and what i was feeling i was curbing it with the meditation so
1: you were you were literally kind of repatterning your brain waves to believe a different truth right which is exactly. i mean that's what it takes when you have an addiction or you have something that's taken hold of your body, you have to retrain it to crave something else. So this this replaced that for you. How long between, you said it happened immediately. Like, are we saying literally overnight you went from taking mykidin to not taking it anymore?
0: Yeah, because I went home wow. and started, I practiced, I mean, I believed him. I, he, he blew my mind. I mean, I am such a skeptic. You would never think looking at me now, but I'm like a, such a hardcore skeptic and I'm still a skeptic, right? And I don't believe anybody. <laughs> you got to prove things to me or I'll test it, you know, myself. And I really was testing him as much as he was testing me. And he really blew my mind. He was so simple. He was humble. And I really appreciated that about him. Like it wasn't about like, it wasn't the show. He yeah, she really wanted to he cared about what I was sharing with him. And um, so I, I, I followed through with it. And it, right away, I started training my brain, popping out of it. And a part of it was, you know, my addictions were because of what I was feeling. Not so much of, you know, like, and most addictions come from somewhere, right? They're not just like an addiction. It comes from some sort of mental or spiritual you know um,
1: and it's a trauma i mean generally speaking some addictions come from a trauma of some sort you know whether it's um you know the stress of school for you or you know somebody's been abused or molested or you know whatever there's usually something that you can trace back to where you can say yeah this caused the addiction
0: oh yeah oh yeah and 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 if we talk about like the gut brain and we talk about the science and the physiology of it you know you can curb your, these addictions, you know, almost with your own brain, you know, by like hacking your brain. And we talk about biohacking, right? You're, we talked a like, lot.
1: Like, I talked with Dave Asprey about that a lot in our interview on Bulletproof Radio. And it's so much of it is in your brain, but you have to feed your brain in a way that allows it to reprogram, right? Reprogram yep, yep. the the data, so to speak. So with, with the meditation that produced some immediate results, what came next? Because I imagine there was a series of things that led you down the road. Sure, somewhere. sure.
0: So so, so this uh, this Baba, we call him Baba, right? Babaji. Baba ji. Um, Baba in
1: Arabic means father.
0: Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so say, Baba. I like call a, my dad Baba. So we call the holy man Baba G. Oh, that's so holy cute. Man. Baba ji. <laughs> You should say that too. Um so so uh says Babaji also was like into Ayurveda. And so I was like, okay, like what is this thing? Like I studied, went to med school. I you know, you know, you heard about it a little bit at that time. It wasn't Ayurveda is popular now, right? But at that time it wasn't really big, it's like the mid 2000s. Um, it was, was one like, of those alternative
1: things, right? The, yeah. the kind of alternative people explore when they don't think that popping a pill makes sense, which yeah, you
0: alternative, know, alternative, right? I would say more original, but alternative is fine. Um, (laughs) um, So I was like, okay, let me check this out. And I started doing my own self-inquiry, being autodidactic, you know, like, let me actually dive into it the way I learn, because I'm a really fast learner, okay? So I'm like, I don't need... An education system to learn and so I got really into it I dove in and the more I learned and studied, I started practicing it on myself and then I started sharing a lot of stuff online on Facebook and I actually what got it
1: what was the sorry to interrupt you but what was the source of where you were learning from like did you find a source that based on asking other people or did you just kind of dive into the internet and find something that you trusted how
0: do you find I did, that I did the internet but I went to a lot of libraries Oh, um, I, I went to India cool. and I went to India and studied there, um, cool. and met some people. And then, um, while I was sharing all this, I got invited to get a scholarship at a school here in Berkeley, on Berkeley, California, that was Ayurvedic school. And I got cool. a scholarship and it was like, Whoa, it came out of nowhere. And, um, I, this whole time while I'm doing this, by the way, I'm still meditating, but I'm like obsessive meditating. Like I'm like, I, I, I think there were at that time I was probably meditating maybe I would, say, I would say maybe like 10 hours a day. Wow. 10 hours a day? On average, yeah. Because I was even waking up at 2 a.m. in the morning and meditating from 2 to 4 a.m. Like I would go and like go to the temple and just do this like mantra.
1: Okay. I have to ask because you, you seem like, you know, when you dive into something, you go hardcore. But- I mean, do you have to do that? I mean, doesn't that, if that disrupts your sleep, doesn't that disrupt other things? Like what is the right amount of, is there a right amount of meditation? It doesn't, no, there's oh, no right the amount. What <laughs> right
0: about the say? What about the G say? I think, you know, it's, it's, it's up to you. You know, we are our own experiment. We all, each of us are a human experiment, you know? And so you can test yourself in any way, right? We test ourselves in all kinds of ways with, with relationships, right? We test ourselves with jobs and careers and all kinds of stuff, right? Huh. Um, so like for me, this meditation practice was like, whoa, look at what it did to me in like a day, look what it did to me in three days. I'm like, I'm going to go in and see how far I can go, you know, and, <laughs> um, and I apply that with everything I do. If I, if I'm, you know, learning how to uh, code, if I'm creating an app, I'm going to dive in all the way and understand how it works and everything underneath, you know, the, the underneath the the cover, how it works. So I wanted to find out what meditation does to me, like how far can I go? And um, so for me, it was like that, but also sleep and all those things, I kind of, made it a priority to make the meditation first and then when I, the more i did that these things opened up in my life like i ended up getting a career in education and it just fell into my lap and mm. and i must admit to you a part of my love and my 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 new addiction to meditation was that it also opens up doors to other things like and almost in a mystical way it it if you visualize while you meditate things happen Like, I I mean, this is something we could talk about way more, but it's like a whole other like subject. But like when you visualize while you meditate, it's opening up all kinds of opportunities.
1: And I hear this all the time because I think, you know, everybody has their own form of meditation. Some people have no idea how to meditate. They don't think they have the patience to meditate, but I think you can start small with simply just taking a few moments. Some people call it meditation. Some call it prayer and just right. be still, be quiet, be intentional, um, and not have it be this intimidating thing. And you're right, maybe this is a whole nother topic we'll have to roll into on how <laughs> to But by finding that, I, let's just call it a, a space, uh, a safe space for you to be able to then explore other things, how did that then lead you down the road of taking care of yourself instead of being self defeating?
0: Ah, that's a beautiful question. Um, I think once you start, like, it, just taking that time, just to look within, you know, taking that time to, you know, once you get, once you start practicing meditation, like, especially like a mantra meditation, right, where you are repeating a mantra, you then can almost kind of find, you kind of create a baseline for mm. your mind. And a lot of us, what is our baseline? You know, that's mm-hmm. something to think about, right? Like, mm-hmm. what is your baseline mental state? You know, like, we don't really think about that often. But like, When our baseline mental state is something that's stable, that's even keen, then all of a sudden you can like go underneath that baseline state or maybe above it and start thinking about higher level or lower level things. So as I started meditating more, I started being able to observe myself more, and observe my behaviors or maybe my patterns. And I started noticing how I reacted and maybe instead of reacting to situations I would meditate in my mind. And nobody else would know. Like right now, I could be meditating with you when you're talking. Right, and right, and,
1: I, and and that's so great that you say that because it doesn't have to be this um. You know, it can literally <laughs> be like I'm 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 taking a beat to think and process before I then speak. Right, and trust sure. it, there's some intuition there too.
0: Sure, sure. I, I'll give you an example. Right. Um. I'm gonna keep uh, answering your question, but let's let's say you say I say I am and I can.
1: I am and I can.
0: Okay. So keep saying that. I am in a can, but say under your breath, like in your mind. All right. So keep Mm -hmm. saying it. You're saying it, right? Mm -hmm. All right, cool. All right. So, so as I started, keep saying it. So as I started getting into, um, as I started getting into, uh, you know, like the Ayurveda and everything, I started practicing on myself and I started seeing, how can I like, how can I get stronger? How can I get wiser? How can I sleep better? How can I feel better? How can I also share that with others? You know, like, it it became almost like a game to me. Like I felt like I became my own video game. And instead of just being like medium level, I'm like, how can I become like Super Mario, Super 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 Mario? And how can I get bigger and better and stronger? And and it's just it's now it's just been an amazing journey because it, there's it's never ending. Number one, and number two, it's like uh, so much fun. Like when you get smarter, you sleep better. When you your your sex life is better, all these things. It's like everything else works out better. I mean, it just makes life so much more enjoyable to live
1: hmm so I I am and I can I that's gonna be <laughs> my, I think everybody's mantra should be I am and I can't how simple and how beautiful uh, and did you wait hold
0: on hold on did you did you like miss anything I said no I didn't miss anything you said am- amazing right so yeah you, like that's that's like a baseline state no I think create.
1: if anything I heard it louder yeah I wow. really do I think what you just said like spoke to me in such a way that I understand and I think that you know, I can say truthfully, I've, I've done my own practice where, you know, about 13 years ago, I started yoga, but like just in the last, I would say like the last six years, I've gotten much more, you know, uh, more of a student of it, I will say, yeah, nice. practicing. And part of that is just allowing my brain to slow down. You know, I think when you're a high achiever and you're a doer, it seems lazy to take time to stop. And it's this, it's this um, nonsense lie that we have to get out of our understanding because in order to learn, you have to take time to process. You can't just be like learning, 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 and not taking time to actually implement, process and implement. Right. Um, And one of the things that I really found that when I was making my own, uh, turning the corner in my own health was Allowing myself to just be and to know that um, being meant that I was, like, learning how to love myself again, because yes. when you have an addiction or you have an issue, like, you really kind of become very disdainful of yourself
0: yes. Yes. and
1: um, and untrusting of everybody around you. So as this transformation started to happen, what other ways did you start to... You know, maybe take care of yourself, and I'm 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 going down the road of food because I have to. <laughs> I really want to know. You know, did, did the food practice. You come from a wonderful heritage of cuisine. Did the food practice come into play for you, and how did you notice that affecting your joy?
0: Okay, so so to, first, I'm going to start with this. To each their own. Okay, to each their own. You know, we all have to to go on our own journeys for our gut health, right? And especially our gut brain health. We have to figure it out ourselves. But my particular journey, um, you know, when I started studying Ayurveda, I started, you know, the first things, one of the first things you learn in Ayurveda is take out things. Take things out of your diet and then bring, reintroduce things into your diet and see what happens. And so I immediately took out alcohol. I took out uh, meat. I took out, you know, a lot of like um, artificial you know anything artificial, and I immediately started noticing benefits, and my gut health got better. And I today have no chronic illness in my gut. You know, and a lot of that has to do. And I, and I took all the medicine. You know, I was in medical school, so I was taking the medications. I was trying all these different procedures, all these things. Nothing helped. Nothing worked. Yeah. Like you're going to have it your whole life, and I don't have it anymore. And. A lot of that has to do with me taking things out of my diet. Meat was a big thing. I know, and I went back to meat. Like I, I was like, I tested my body. i like, three years later, I tried to eat meat again, and it didn't work. You know, and I noticed that it made me lazier. It made me weaker. My 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 um, uh, my recovery times were less. You know, when I started eating meat. So I'm like, I for all me, all
1: meats like, are we talking beef, chicken? Are we talking all,
0: seafood too? Like any all, any animal protein? all me, I will today, I'll still, I'll eat like a good, if there's a healthy salmon or a healthy fish, I'll eat that, you know? Yeah, um, like so wild not,
1: caught, eating what it's supposed to be. Yeah, eating. I'm not
0: religious, I'm not religious about my food. Um, yeah. But I just know what works, you know? I, what, I what else
1: works? Diet. Like what, what you took out, but what else did you add in? Because so to improve I, your gut health, you know, it, there are certain practices that are important, you know, making sure, sure. you're eating a lot of um probiotic rich foods uh things that are cultured sure. you know fermented um apple cider vinegar is a great way to yeah. do that. Getting lots of g- leafy greens for example oh yeah you can eat kefir and and greek yogurt and things like that if you're okay Yum. with dairy but what what did it for you like what Did you add that you just felt like, whoa, my body's buzzing? Was there
0: anything like that? So I'm really fortunate. I'm Punjabi. So I don't know if you know anything about Punjabis, right? We have like such, our food is designed to be completely vegetarian, but super rich in everything, right? Mm -hmm. Proteins, carbs, everything you need, right? So being Punjabi, we had all the legumes, right? And like I started started eating more of my Punjabi food and eating less out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that right there changed my gut diet so much A lot of spice oh yeah we have like we you know we our stuff has like turmeric and black pepper and clove and all kinds of stuff right you get like all the good
1: anti-inflammatory stuff all the good and
0: we but we get it in our cooking right so you don't need to take take, um supplements right and usually supplements you don't even get much of you know you don't even digest much of supplements anyways right so when you when you cook it it actually digests better in your body your your gut brain your gut is able to digest it your microbiome the microbiome is able to better um, you know, absorb it. So I started just eating more of my food. <laughs> of course, you know, i had to like go back to my roots. And a part of that also was like paying attention, like, what did my mom eat? You know, when I was like in her womb, my mom is a vegetarian, you know, she's never ate meat in her entire life. She never drank alcohol. So like, hmm, like, what did she eat? Let me try to eat something like close to that. And I learned that in Ayurveda, like, we should be connecting to what our ancestors have been eating you know what was their diet's like you know correct? I think this is maybe one of the
1: most important things for people listening right now to understand you know there are some core principles about food um and I I talked a lot about them in my book but everybody's mm. so individual you know some mm. people can eat meat and it's fine doesn't mean that meat is bad it just means that um, you need to kind of just watch and see how it works for you. And meat is a broad category, it can be any animal protein. But I think, you know, if you look at epigenetics and where we come from in our heritage, you know, I'm Middle Eastern. Dairy doesn't work for me ever since I was a little baby. If I eat it, it really gives me a lot of indigestion. Let's just leave it hot. But I can have sheep's milk. I can have goat's milk. I can have, you know, I eat more seafood because we're coastal. So really take a look at that. Take a look at where your family came from. And if you're from the U.S., you know, look at the seasonal things that are, um, you know, indigenous to the area that you grew up in, because we do you know, there is that
0: too. Yeah, there is that for sure. And, and I think, you know, epigenetics also is, is goes forward too. It's not just backwards. So, you know, you can re reprogram your DNA, but it does help to eat, you know, locally, right? Like eat the things that grow locally around you, you know, and, and, you know, try to stay away from things that are imported. And, you know, first of all, you know, obviously you don't know what chemicals, but you also don't know like what's, you know, like, you don't know, like, it, it might not even compute in your body because, I mean, I'm going to throw this at you. Like, this is one of the things I definitely wanted to share with you, and I, it just popped in my mind. What I learned in medical school and, like, that whole practice, allopathic medicine, Western medicine, it is a biochemistry as perspective of human health, yes. right? It's biochemical, right? Yep. East Eastern medicine, what I this revelation I've had during my experience is Eastern medicine, Chinese and Indian, like Ayurveda, right? It's physics, it's looking at the body and our health and our mental health and our physical health as physics. Hmm. So like, what do you think? Do you think physics comes before biochemistry or biochemistry comes before physics?
1: I, you know, I don't, I would say honestly chemi- biochemistry first. And the only reason that I say this is because, um, I think the, the body's ability to heal itself and to perform amazing things Um, is something that I've seen time and time again. But you have to make a conscious decision that you're going to allow it to. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we get in our own way often. Um, So that mantra that you shared with us, you know, if we could repeat that to ourselves and really do that, what an amazing thing that would do to transform us. So I feel like that happens first. And then, you know, from a physics perspective, like I remember my grandfather when I was growing up, He was the wisest man I've ever met and probably ever will meet. But he used to tell me that there is a physical reaction for every chemical reaction. Mm. So imagine we're in a room together and I feel compelled to go talk to you because there's something that like, there's something that speaks to me, you know, there's just, there's that, um, there's a chemical reaction that's literally happening between us, you know, but it's a physical state. And then there's some people that you're in a room with that you're repelled by. You don't yeah. know why, you've never spoken to them. Yeah, but yeah. it's almost as though the magnet is going the opposite way. So I think that's where the physic, physical or physics part of things can lead before the that's a, chemical part.
0: That's a that's a wonderful perspective. And what a wise man, what a wise Babaji. Um <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you know, for me like my interpretation of that is my opinion at least is my opinion um that like you know first there was a big bang you know first there's first there's some sort of phys- there's vibration right even like even like even when sun hits you right the sun the light itself doesn't have any sort of temperature right but when the sunlight hits your molecules or your body it vibrates your body and that's what you feel the heat right but the the light itself has no temperature right so when we think about things in the universe it's vibration first right mm-hmm. and those vibrations change the way things interact even molecules the vibration will affect the way molecules interact with each other right that's why we have to increase the temperature sometimes for there to be molecular chemical reactions right so
1: i mean so there these are things that we may not even be like fully comprehending every day as we go through life i mean right now I am a total wimp. I'm Middle Eastern blood to the core. <laughs> it's like in the 60s in Southern California, and I'm cold. I'm like wearing two <laughs> of clothing. So my, my physical reaction to things are very different from my son, who's 14 and walks around the house half naked all the time. <laughs> like he, he is hot blooded to the core. So even yeah. like, are you saying because of the, you know, the vibrations or whatever we're feeling, we're actually registering information differently.
0: Well, that- yeah, that's thank you for bringing that up because that's what that's what Ayurveda and Chinese medicine articulates so well when we treat people, right? When we talk, when we deal with people, and even our own self health, right? It's about evaluating what is your physical state, your physics, what is the physics of your body, not just your body but also your mind because they're not separate, right? We are yeah. always trying to you know Western medicine wants to separate things, but actually they're all it's interrelated. Mm-hmm. And so you know, like you said, you are naturally cold, right? So you know, if Ayurvedically, I would say, okay, you gotta eat. Warmer foods, foods that are more warming, that will increase the temperature inside. And I do, body.
1: and I make a conscious effort to do that. And I, I actually speak about it a lot. You know, I, I do incorporate elements of Ayurveda. I think naturally because I've seen them work. Like cinnamon is a big part of my regular yeah, every day. I um, ginger, turmeric. Actually, ginger. I have a, a recipe in my book called the Real Vitality Tonic. And, yeah, and it's cinnamon, ginger lemon juice, um, hot water, and you steep that and you make a tea out of it and you drink that with foods because uh. you want to drink warm things instead of cold because cold yes. slows down the digestion. And I'm, you know, I, we sip on soups around here, bone broth, things like that. Um, but I think also just, you know, but what you, what is most profound about that is we all come at things from different perspectives, yes. which is why, Everybody is so individual in how they kind of achieve health or, you know, go down that road. But if you could summarize, like, the principles, maybe three core principles Mm. of what you learn and what you would then teach to other people, what are those three things? If you're you're listening right now to Indy out there, (laughs) you're going, dude, like, how did you do this overnight? Well, it wasn't really (laughs) overnight, but, like, tell me the three steps to help me get on that path. (laughs)
0: Well, I think, you know, you brought up really well. And I think, uh, I think it's really first one, the first one definitely is start to observe your body and your mind from a physics point of view, you know, like, observe, are you a are you like solid liquid or gaseous, you know, physically, and also mentally, Mm because you could be solid mentally, you know, like heavy in your mind, but like you could be gassy in your body right? So just start start to observe those things and then see how you can balance that in your life. And you might not be stuck in that place. You might change. I mean, for example, you know, if you go from like a humid place to, if you're like, if you're like in a dry place, but you go to a humid place, you're going to be absorbing moisture through your skin. So you might not be as dry if you go to a, a humid place. So start to pay attention to how you are, where you're at, how that affects you. And then try to balance that. Like notice that if you are a liquidy person, or if you, let's say you're a fiery person and you're super hot, Maybe cool yourself down with cooling foods. Maybe, you know, eat cooling stuff, you know, maybe yogurt or like mm-hmm. cucumbers and cool your body down. That's okay. That's one thing. Just observe your physical state, right? Um, the is there second a physical,
1: that, on that subject, is there a physical state we want to try and achieve? Like what's, is there an ideal state that we should feel?
0: Think of it like a triangle,
1: hmm. right?
0: So you have like solid, liquid gas, right? Solid, liquid, gassy, right? You don't want to be any of those. You want to be right in the middle.
1: We're in the middle.
0: Yeah ideally. And we're always changing, right? All the time. So I'm always worried about people who are like selling people some fad, you know, like do this and you're going to be healthy and do this and you're gonna be healthy. It's like, everybody's so individual. You got to like observe yourself. Yeah. Um. So that's one. The second one is um, find a healthy mental baseline, right? Like create a mental baseline for yourself that's healthy, that's productive, you know, that's, you know, you were doing I am and I can, you know, you can make up any mantra you want. You could use a a poem. You can use something that's ancient, you know, that's Mm -hmm. been shared over time through your family or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But create some mental baseline that doesn't allow for negative habits and negative thinking to come in. Because the negative thinking and the anxiety and all those things, they kind of, those are also meditations. But meditation is not positive or negative. It could be anything. So Mm -hmm. create a a productive mental baseline. A positive Um, truth. Right. And positive is even relative, right? So to something that's going to make you a better human being, you know, that's all I can say. Um, the third thing and the most important one, Oh my God, I can't believe it's got to the third one is laugh. Like we have to laugh more. Like, you know, like, come on. Like I don't need to explain that. Like if you need to take laughing gas or something and carry it around with you, that'll work, but we got to laugh more, you know, laughing is such a powerful tool within us. It's so it's free. Maria, you don't you know, did you know you'd have to pay for laughter?
1: Well, tell me, why Why do you think that that's such an important thing for us to adopt? I think, personally, I think laughter is everything. I think comedy <laughs> is everything. I think being funny is everything. It's like one of those things that we have to
0: laugh at ourselves because no, we but but, check, but, but so seriously. But check, but check this out. 10 to 15% of laughter is humor. Only 10 to 15% is humor. Is it how we react to it? No, laughter is just something biological. Like, we oh, like oh, in like, terms of it, yeah. Like, but so why, we're not really laughing because things are funny. We're like laughing for bi- like physiological reasons. As how well, do we? How
1: know. do we seek that then? In, in daily life, like, if that is such an important part of our three-part practice, like, how do we find that?
0: Practice, practice. You know, maybe maybe the next time somebody cuts you off, you know, in, in, in traffic, laugh about it. Like, because you're stressing about it, you doesn't really do anything for your body. It cre- it releases cortisol. It like you know drops all the positive hormones in your body and neuroreceptors like laugh because you're actually doing the opposite to your body you're biohacking yourself right maybe if somebody is maybe you're in a relationship and somebody's bothering you maybe laugh about it really quickly and then deal with it and see what happens like see just test things out in your life like try to flip things like biohack your life you know literally take situation that would normally create distress within your body and your mind laugh and then see if you could deal with it you're not like thinking less about it, you're just approaching it in a different way that's help more healthier.
1: Indy, is that why those cat videos are so popular right now? <laughs> <laughs> is that why? Is that why? Is that why people are just like after a good laugh? So like lo- cat videos lo- are at an all time lo- high.
0: Hello, like our Earth is our Earth is screaming. She's like in pain, right? Each of us, we're all in pain. Everybody's doing jobs that they don't love. Everybody's like trying to achieve some sort of achievement level status that's not even help. The, the people who re- achieve those levels are not even happy. So obviously, cat videos are going to be some sort of release. You know? We need some sort of like find the humor, find out. the humor in the situation. So
1: sure. I, so we're getting close to our, our time together and I, we do need to have another episode about meditation <laughs> only. You're going to, you're going to walk us through and we're all going to meditate for the whole time. So, it'll yeah, be quiet. But, um, but I have to ask you, so if you could have one meal mm-hmm. made by somebody, mm. what would that meal be and who would make it? Can be living or not living?
0: Living or not living. Okay, uh ooh, okay, I know. Um, I would love to have like whatever, like you know, Mother Mary, like Jesus' mm-hmm. mom. Yes. It would be awesome to like like for her to feed me
1: Aww. and like
0: make me like what she made, like baby Jesus or like Oh you my know, gosh, you just got chills. When like Jesus was a little kid, like what yeah. was like that good, that good, that good stuff. Like what was the good stuff that Jesus I got? Don't you know, what, me it, it with was that?
1: it was probably
0: um I'm thinking it was
1: probably some sort of grain, like yeah. maybe, you know, barley or
0: camembert. And they had cows. They had cows, so they had to have butter in there or some sort of... They, there was yes, it could, have been,
1: it could have been goat or Ooh. lamb, you know, sure. that was prevalent back then, goat mm-hmm. and lamb. And there were probably dates in there because, <gasps> they, you know, she lived on dates as they were crossing the desert. Yeah, from Egypt to Israel. So yeah, she lived on dates. It's it's like in somewhere recorded. And yeah, that
0: would have been delicious. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that sounds like a good meal altogether. But <laughs> and <laughs> the conversation and the and conversation. the conversation would be pretty amazing. Um, what what is what is your you know as we turn the corner into 2020? Now we've turned the corner into a new year and a new decade. What, what's Indy working on? What are you, what do you want to share with the world as you've kind of found this new place of joy?
0: Um, I am ready to, you know, to take, to share this neuroplasticity practice, you know, sharing the practice of laughing, but. Consciously laughing um, and understanding how it affects our our digestive system, understanding how it affects our cardiovascular system, our endocrine system, our nervous system, how laughter is this incredible panacea, you know, for all these situations, even the situation we are dealing from like a political point of view, how it can help us in many, many ways. Um, I'm ready to just share neuroplasticity in the world and be uh, be a conduit for this. and to bring how do, it to people. How do people. How do people learn this from you? Do you have a course or? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do, a, actually I do corporate wellness. I go into companies. I do, I've worked with Fortune 500 companies. I've gone into universities. I have a, I call it a neuroplasticity meditation. So I do corporate wellness. Um, I do, I go to schools. I've gone to middle schools and done it with children. I've done it with college students. I've done it at a med, I went back to medical school and <laughs> did it at a medical school. So, um, you didn't have the shakes when you went back? I, I was really nervous, to be honest with you. It was really surreal, you know. Um, but it's, it's an honor now. Like I get to, I, you know, I work with nurses now. I work with police officers. You know, for me, it's like, and it was, what a wonderful opportunity to sh- not just share this, but all the other stuff I know as well that I've used to be healthier and I don't share anything with other people that I don't practice myself. That's mm-hmm. the thing, you know, mm-hmm. I feel and that's really we'll, important. We'll
1: share, we'll share the links to how to find you and, yes. um, and have people explore your neuroplasticity process. And I think I should be part of that too. Um, yeah. is there one story of transformation that we can kind of close out with of somebody that, you know, maybe started in a place and then just kind of went through a transformation using your process that you can recall?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to share, uh, you know, most immediately. Um, I had a, uh, I, I recently did a workshop series with the San Francisco Police Department. And um, I, I, I got to read all these surveys, you know, and read what, you know, where they're suffering. Um, and one of the things I noticed uh, really markedly was that people, the police are struggling with sleep. Mm. You know, they're not sleeping well. And the stress,
1: um, I can only imagine, geez. Well, yeah,
0: and, and no wonder they make these decisions where they shoot people or make mistakes, you know, on the streets or maybe seem intimidating, you know, whatever, because their amygdalas are like swollen. Your and cortisol
1: not, is like on, your adrenals are like probably burnt out
0: all the time. Totally. So you're not yeah. even gonna be a night, you're not gonna even be sweet. You can't even be sweet, you know, yeah. like your, your fight or flight response is so super turned on. So um, I worked for six weeks with them and I did a lot of sleep. Uh, did a lot, helping them with sleep. So I focused on doing meditations to help them sleep, uh, getting them to eat healthier, laughing a lot more. um, And we also did sound baths. And so at the end of it, um, I actually had a couple officers come up to me at the end. And they were like, they were like, we're doing this at home with our wives. Now, they're like, I'm doing this with my wife now. And I'm meditating with my daughter, my little daughter. And he was like what one guy was like you know I'm I I haven't slept like this in like years Mm. um and for me it was so it's not one person it was like that whole group of officers and like seeing them seeing them become soft you know they didn't they weren't weak you know they were still tough people you know but they were like they were more compassionate and like Mm -hmm. like I don't know what the word is They, they were I feel they were better guardians like there are better protectors because mm-hmm. of what I was able to share with them.
1: Mm. I think when you can trust your instincts a little bit more, you kind of naturally migrate to that side rather than always being like kind of that hard person that has a hard time making decisions too. Right. You have to have some level of flexibility um, sure. as well sure. in that role. Well, sure. And
0: I think, and I think sleep is just, you know, it's a, it's incredibly important. We don't, like we underrate it so much, you know, and, it changes the whole game, you know, when, you you know, when that,
1: that's saying, you know, there's time to sleep when I'm dead. Well, if you don't sleep, you're going to put yourself in an early grave too, you know, oh, so yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, being able to manage your stress through your lifestyle, through, you know, the practice of laughter, through being able to kind of get out of your own way and eat better. It's all part of the, the story.
0: Oh, yeah. And by the way, did you know that laughter also releases a ton of melatonin so whenever you laugh, you release melatonin. So you don't need to buy it. You don't need to yeah. buy melatonin.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get get that instead of sitting in the sun for too long. Right?
0: <laughs> oh, no, that's melanin. <laughs> Not melanin. Melatonin. Oh,
1: melatonin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm confusing my M's. I'm uh, sorry.
0: Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you.
1: Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> well, uh, It's been so fun chatting with you. I and, was. um, and, I hope everybody goes and follows you. What's what's the best place for them to follow and hang out with you?
0: Go to www.iliving like iPhone, i G-U-R-U. That's that's the best. Uh, sign up for the newsletter, you'll be up to date. There's retreats, workshops. I'm always doing fun stuff. I'm speaking at different festivals and conferences. So you know, just, just get involved. And I, there's a lot of cool nonprofits that I work with. I'm really into service. I'm really, you know, I, I have another addiction. I love serving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good addiction to so, have. <laughs> yeah. You got to curb yeah. your addictions, right? Yeah. So um, that's really cool. So if anybody wants to support anything I'm involved with, I'm, I'm, I work with, I have, I'm on the board of an orphanage in India. If you want to check out what's going with that, that's cool. Just go on my website. You'll, you'll get connected to all of that.
1: It's beautiful. Thank you Indy. Thanks for yeah. sharing your heart, your story, your practice and here's to a decade of big joy.
0: Yeah, same to you, Maria. Thank Have you. a beautiful day, right? Thank you so much. Thank you. Keep laughing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Baba Baba <Ji. laughs> Baba Ji. Oh, <laughs>
1: Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch, so it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot, and share it on your social media with a hashtag R-F-Y-B-L for recipes for your best life. I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.